It just felt very draining, this whole change of pace, which sounds silly because we were all at home, but I was struggling with that sense of, I, have, I technically have more time now, but I'm not producing as much as I used to. Hi, welcome to the Creative and Free Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Hubbard. We're in the middle of a special series called On Pause, Healing Words from Everyday Artists During Isolation. This is episode number six. Joining me today is Kate Motung, author of a beautiful memoir called A Place to Land, A Story of Longing and Belonging. She's also the co-author of Influence, Building a Platform that Elevates Jesus, Not Me. She also leads the 5-Minute Friday writing community. Kate has been a writing friend of mine for many years. She is a supreme encourager who has a gentle strength and an unswerving faith. I have had the privilege of staying at her house in her daughter's bunk bed twice and being the recipient of her unassuming hospitality, which she brings to the way she lives and the way she cares. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So one of the things I love about you, Kate, I've known you for a long time. One of the things I love about you is that you have this amazing skill of connecting to others. You run the five minute Friday community and, uh, you are constantly reaching out to others. And I was just wondering how is this quarantine shelter in place and all that we're going through, how has that affected how you connect to, to others, especially to other writers? Cause you seem to be someone who gathers other writers to you. Yes. I've tried to be more intentional about checking in with people online or I do have a Facebook group for five minute Friday where we can connect. Um, we have a weekly Twitter party as well. And then even through Voxer and email with some writers, just asking them how they're doing. And I've also tried to scale back a little bit in terms of expectations on productivity in terms of what I offer to them. So within the writing community, I've really tried to pivot a little bit to be sensitive to this time and the changes that so many people are experiencing and really just ask them how they're doing more than what did you accomplish this week and what goals did you achieve? So I think that I hope that's been helpful, but it's been good for me to also just take a step back a little bit and try to invest in them as people as much as I would like to invest in them as writers as well. Because you really do have a kind of a mentoring spirit about what you do with 5-Minute Friday and um, even your business, your, your writing and helping other writers with resources. So... I wonder for you as kind of a leader among writers, what's been feeding your soul? You know, how, how have you find, found ways to not focus on the productivity so much, but focus on, you know, your, your soul and how you're doing? Sure. Yeah. I think it is important even just on a day by day basis to 
take time to even ask myself, okay, how am I feeling and why am I feeling that way? I probably for the first month or so of being at home, I just felt very lethargic and unmotivated. And I sensed that a lot of other people that I was connecting with online had similar experiences where it just felt very draining, this whole change of pace, which sounds silly because we were all at home, but I was struggling with that sense of I have, I technically have more time now, but I'm not producing as much as I used to, but to just give myself grace in that and to trust that when it's time, the words will come and to still be attentive during this season. I know you often talk about the importance of noticing and being aware and being present. And so I've, I did start a sort of a bullet journal just to document our days so that because they all blur together <laughs> to try to just be able to look back at some point and, and say, oh yeah, during that time, this is when this happened and this is when the schools were closed and this is when this happened so that we can at least have that uh, a little bit of a reminder, even if it's not paragraphs and pages worth of reflection at this time, just to have a little bit of um, those finer details to help me if I do get to that point where I feel like I could write in a longer form at some point. But I will say just in the past week or so, I'm starting to feel that motivation come back and I'm starting to feel like, okay, yeah, I could start with some other projects or keep working on projects that I had, I did have going before all of this started happening. So you're, you're documenting your days. So for, for future projects, hopefully. Yes. Yes. Just to jog my memory, because like I said, it's easy to, even though it hasn't been that long, it's easy to forget even what did we do last week because all the days feel and seem so similar to each other. Yeah, they really do. Uh, I've heard it compared to Groundhog Day many yeah. times. <laughs> Wake up and do the same thing all over again. Have there been any, been any gifts that have come out of this time for you? You know, I do think that the slower pace has been a blessing. We've definitely had more family time and more time to even just try new things in the kitchen that I normally feel rushed if, you know, having to get dinner done every single night and feeling like, how can I make the quickest, easiest meal? Instead, we're having a little bit more time to be creative and intentional in those ways or with baking with my daughter. So I do appreciate the slower pace and not having to rush to the next thing. And so I've even wondered once the stay at home order lifts and things maybe start to ease up a little bit where where we have more freedom and less restrictions if we shouldn't reassess and reevaluate all the things that we've said yes to in the past for the, the sake of slowing down a little bit and not putting so much pressure on ourselves both as a family but even in terms of my work and the commitments that I agree to that ultimately impact other areas of life as well. What have been some of the frustrations that you've found coming up for you? I think, I mean, I, I enjoy people, so I would, love, I would prefer to be in person with others. And I have found that video calls help, but they almost require a different 
type of energy. So I've found those to become a little bit more draining and I don't look forward to it as much as I might as, you know, having coffee in person with a friend. So in that sense, I think my lack of energy, you know, frustrations with myself for not having the energy that I'd like to have um, for some of those things. But all in all, I'm really grateful. I, I really feel very blessed and privileged in so many ways compared to what others are experiencing around the world. And I've really tried to focus on what we do have. You know, I'm really thankful we have a house, we have enough food. I still have work online when a lot of people don't. And, you know, I get along well with my family. So, so many blessings that I've tried to just remind myself of those things and then think about the people who have it so much worse and practice gratitude so that I don't let those frustrations become overwhelming. So I'm going to read Psalm 104. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version or the ESV. And um, my church, our women's group has been going through the book of Ephesians for the past several months, but we took a little pause to um, recalibrate when we weren't allowed to meet in person anymore. And there was a little break before we got things set up online. And I found that I had done the work for Ephesians already, and I didn't really want to start something brand new because I knew that Ephesians would be continuing. So I literally just opened up my Bible one morning, and this is what it came to. So I will read it first, and then I'll share a little bit afterwards about why it was significant to me at that time. Thank you. This is um, Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty covering yourself with light as with a garment, stretching out the heavens like a tent. He lays the beams of his chambers on the waters. He makes the clouds his chariot. He rides on the wings of the wind. He makes his messengers winds. He ministers a flaming fire. He set the earth on its foundation so that it should never be moved. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled, at the sound of your thunder they took to flight. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down to the place that you appointed for them. You set a boundary that they may not pass, so that they might not again cover the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys, they flow between the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, the wild donkeys quench their thirst. Beside them the birds of the heavens dwell. They sing among the branches. From your lofty abode, you water the mountains. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your work. You cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread to strengthen man's heart. The trees of the Lord are watered abundantly, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. In them, the birds build their nests. The stork has her home in the fir trees. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The rocks are a refuge for the rock badgers. He made the moon to mark the seasons. The sun knows it's time for setting. You make darkness and it is night, when all the beasts of the forest creep about. The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they steal away and lie down in their dens. 
man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Thank so you, Kate. Just, Yeah, tell um, us a little bit about why you chose that. Yeah, as I said, I, I really just happened upon it, obviously providentially, but I didn't really go looking for this psalm. But it came to me at a time when I was feeling rather confined in my home and feeling like, you know, here I am within these walls and I hadn't been out really at all, except maybe to go to the store once every two weeks. And this psalm just really broadened my vision and my perspective. And it reminded me that there is so much more out there than what's within the walls of my house right now. And that God is in control of every single part of it. That you know, he's the one who gives, who causes the grass to grow. And he's the one who brings plants, um, you know, brings forth food and he makes the sun shine and the sun to set. And he's doing all these things even now in the midst of coronavirus. And even when our habits and our routines and, and our schedules are all messed up and we feel very confined, he's at work through the whole world and the creation belongs to him and he knows exactly what's going on even though we can't see the future and we maybe have fears about whether there will be enough food and whether the farmers will be able to farm and whether you know the the um, actual factories and plants of that nature are going to be able to still produce and manufacture you know, he's still going to provide and he has a way and he will make a way. And so this psalm was just very helpful to remind me that, you know, he sets the boundaries for the seas and um, it's so far beyond my own house and my own family. So that's why it was just very helpful for me to really broaden my perspective. Kate, you have definitely broadened mind and broadened my perspective today. And reminded me of God's goodness that is evident in creation and in what, what he's given us for today. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Great to talk with you. Thank you for joining us today. I would love to know how you have been coping creatively 
leave me a message by going to anchor.fm slash creative and free and let me know how you're doing. In the next episode, author and broadcaster Sheridan Boise joins me to talk about the cool things that can happen when our life and our work gets redefined during things like quarantine. And we also talk about the virtue to serve one another and the importance in these days. Until then, in the words of John O'Donohue, may you live this day compassionate in heart, clear in word, gracious in awareness, courageous in thought, generous in love.